What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Conversations from the front lines of marketing. This is B2B Growth. Welcome into B2B Growth. I'm your host, Benji Block. Today, I am joined by Melissa Rosenthal. She is the Chief Creative Officer at ClickUp. We're thrilled to have her here. Melissa, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, Benji. Excited to be here. Yes. So I got to say, right up top, congratulations. ClickUp was on Forbes' list of America's Best Startup Employers. I think that came out yesterday. So congratulations there. Thank you. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, just kind of a testament to, to our culture and uh, what we've been able to grow over the past year. So yeah, pr- pretty exciting for us. So you have quite the resume. Some are going to be familiar, but I'll, I'll list probably two key points. Split time between B2C and B2B. Two notable stops would be where you are now. Click up and then BuzzFeed is on the list as well. Give me one thing about your current role, Melissa, that is maybe most exciting to you right now. It's, it's been exciting from day one. I would say the most exciting thing when I started was the fact that I felt that the grass was so green for B2B and, and being able to bring like brand and personality to that. Um, and the most exciting thing about my role right now is just the team that we have in place, um, the way that we, we've been able to kind of grow that, flex our muscles and, and where we are right now and what's uh, ahead of us in the future. So because of that too, it obviously comes with like unique challenges and things like problem solving, which as creatives, we love that stuff. I know you love that. So what's like one thing that you're actively problem solving, working to try to make better within your your purview right now? Yeah. I mean, I'd say like we're always optimizing kind of everything we do um, across the board. And, you know, part of our our role is is building the best, you know, both performance ads and also brand ads. And, mm-hmm. you know, performance changes based on the platform and the day and kind of what they want to favor. Brand is a little bit easier because once you've kind of nailed that, you can build upon it. Um, but performance is really this, you know, constant machine of testing and learning. Um, so really being able to scale that to be best in class, still being able to stand out um, and you know, building that kind of uh, repeatable growth machine is, is definitely something that we're working towards. Like that. Always interesting to hear and uh, what people are focused on. So here's the deal. So word choice matters. It matters to me as a podcast host. It matters to marketers. It matters to those listening. I know it matters to you. And when we were talking before uh, we actually hit record, there was one word that sort of sparked where I wanted to take this conversation. The word was personality. And you said it multiple times. I could tell it mattered to you. Let's start with what does Melissa Rosenthal think when the word personality, specifically in the context of B2B brands, comes up? Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's um, it's really kind of that that ecosystem of how the brand exists. And, and and what do I mean by that? I kind of mean every single touch point that you could ever have or, or, or engage with when it comes to a product or a brand. So that goes 
from, you know, an in, in product, in app experience to a billboard you'll see to a design on, on our site to our social voice. It's kind of every single touch point that, that you might have um, really needs to kind of encompass the same unified personality. Um, and I'll say personality because that's the way that I, I feel it, it should kind of be. It should feel like a personality, but it, it's so much more than just like, you know, when you think personality, you think about like, well, it, it's more that interaction that like, mm-hmm. you know, one-to-one. Um, and, and it's a lot more than that. So I, I think it's, um yeah, it, it's definitely been something that I've thought about here since day one. Um, how do we build that? What does it mean? What does that mean across the company? How do you get people aligned on that? And then how do you make sure that it's unified so that every touch point that person, that customer, that user has feels that way? Think specifically on the B2B side, even a word like brand we're behind. So when you start bringing a word like personality and it's like even a further step in thinking and process. So I want to do this real quick. Let's run a little bit of like a side-by-side compare contrast when it comes like personality versus brand. What are the differences there, the nuances in thinking? Yeah, I mean, I would say brand is kind of that high, highest level, like, you know, overarching view of the company and way that you convey yourself in market. And personality is more distilled down to every single touch point. So it, it's a sum of all of its parts. I mean, brand is too, but per, but personality kind of is much more nuanced than I would say, and much more granular when you're talking about the day-to-day and the, the choices that you're making. And then also, I think what the other word that would come to mind that I would want to throw in here would be tone. Mm-hmm. Like what's the niche that the personality of the brand really satisfies. Does that make sense? Like what is the personality versus the tone? Yeah. I mean, I I think the personality aligns with the tone, right? And I I think those two things kind of go hand in hand and by establishing, and it, it is kind of a hierarchy, right? Like it depends on how you're thinking about brand, which affects how you're going to think about personality, which is how you think about tone. So if you want to think about it kind of in that linear fashion, it it certainly, they, they certainly like touch each other pretty closely. They're just at different levels of that engagement and that kind of like, you know, user touch point life cycle, I would say. And from your vantage point, you're coming in and personality was the word that like really kind of sparked something in yeah. you, you would say. Yeah, because I think it's, it's it's easy to talk about brand and it's easy to talk about, you know, tone, but like personality is such this this way of thinking about humanizing it. And I, I think people start to take it seriously or question it which is great. When, when you start to say a word like personality, just to your point, like it's not really a common, you know, descriptor, I would say mentioned in B2B. So when you start talking about that, people are, it's often confusing. It's like, well, what, how do you apply a personality to a product? And I, you know, that's what we all should start thinking about. Because when you, when you're in such a hyper competitive space and you, you need to figure out what your differentiators are outside of product and features, you have to start thinking at that brand level and then distilling that down to the the things that you can actually have a huge impact with. And I think that notion of, of a personality really is one of those big things, one of those key factors. For sure. Okay. So let's go here. Let's go personal for a second. As a chief creative officer, what part do you play in ensuring that that personality is surfacing in in the right ways? Like, How does it inform the things that you're pushing people to create and, and the vision you're giving? 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's sometimes it's easy to get caught up in like the day to day of what you have to produce and you have to do. So whenever I'm working with my team on whether it's like a design asset or it's a piece of social copy, I always have that gut check of like, is this aligned to kind of the personality of the, of the of the brand of our of our tone of our company, um, and making sure that we're we're kind of double checking on that every every time because it it is it becomes like, you know, it, it's so easy to just not do that. And all of a sudden, like, it's kind of sound like every other company out there. So I would say there's a huge impact there. And then, you know, creating things that feel so unique and differentiated in terms of that, like that hyper, like, we're fun, we have a sense of humor, we're not too self-aware, we help you. So we empower, right? And, you know, that's sort of the, the like the personality we like to give. It's a humanization of the product who's basically your productivity best friend, um, who's cool and witty and smart and funny and self-aware. And I like to take all of those those kind of descriptors and, and, and try to think about every single thing that we create, like whether it's a, a static asset or a motion graphic GIF. And, you know, one good example of that is we, um, we were thinking about, you know, as we just kind of thinking about our personality and, and our motion graphics language, um, I was working with the motion team on, on kind of like, can we create languages in motion graphics that are like nuanced to the personality that we, that we are, right, that we stand for, something that is very uniquely us. And the team came up with this kind of liquefied gradient motion wipe at the end of our, our ads. Every ad will have that. Um, we loved it. Like this is this is super creative. And uh, we we circulated ac- across the company and the product team loved it so much that they were like, well, this is really great. We should in- incorporate this into the loading mechanism where everyone interacts with this when they're loading. And, you know, that's sort of the way that I think like a, like ClickUp is just great because the visibility allows us to do that. So the notion of having a personality from the brand level easily can kind of manifest itself in ways that you see it in the product and in other parts of the company. So there's there's a definitely like a benefit of like, you know, we're not working in silos, we're working very closely across the entire organization. So something like that can happen. And it should happen. Like that should inspire product, that should inspire tone that should inspire kind of all the other all the other things that we do here. Hey everybody, Benji here. As a member of the Sweetfish team, I wanted to take a second and share something that makes us insanely more efficient. Our team uses Lead IQ. For those that are in sales or you're in sales ops, let me give you context. What once took us four hours to gather contact data now just takes one. That's 75% more efficient. We are so much quicker with outbound prospecting and organizing our campaigns is so much easier than before. I highly suggest that you check out Lead IQ as well. You can find them at leadiq.com. That's L-E-A-D-I-Q.com. All right, let's jump back into the show. That should inspire product. That should inspire tone. That should inspire kind of all the other all the other things that we do here. Yep, I think of a couple LinkedIn buzzwords that naturally just come up in this conversation. One would be humanizing B two B. The other would be emotional marketing because I think personality ends up playing into both of those. But I think they're cliches for a reason, right? They're things that we're thinking about. They're things that we need to be talking about. And so much of the industry is kind of at this place where it's yet to fully adopt those things. Any kind of examples where you see that playing out, where you're going, man, we we really do. And maybe from your experience at ClickUp, you're like, we need to see a shift in the way B2B thinks about humanizing B2B and, and this idea of emotional marketing. 
Yeah. I mean, listen, like I've been doing emotional marketing for, for my whole career. So I, I've seen the impact of, of that and it, it works. And in you know, taking that application and not necessarily copying and pasting it, but understanding like what drives, you know, what drives intent um, and, and what resonates in a world where like your attention span is probably a couple of seconds, like you're scrolling through your feed or, you know, like something has to kind of catch you and resonate with you enough where you're either going to share it or talk about it or it stays with you. Um, and I think going into it with that perspective, like how do you do that? Well, it's creating, you know, a, a voice that stands out. It's creating a brand that stands out. It's, it's creating something more than just like a product you use. And then, you know, what that creates is that creates ambassadors who feel like they are championing like something that's real to them versus just a piece of software. You know, like I, I think at the end of the day, it just becomes um, you're able to, you know, capitalize on a, a larger market when you're able to do that. So I, I think it was kind of a bet we took. I mean, I hadn't really seen it much in the space. I mean, of course, you know, there's there's good brand design out there and, and people have very like clear visions of what that looks like. But in terms of personality, um, I, I hadn't really like come across any any B2B companies where I was like, wow, actually, you know, HubSpot had done a really great job with their content. And also Webflow has has a great personality in some of their their video content. So, you know, there there are instances of it, but it was, I think it was far from felt it, it was far from feeling unified across everything that I had come in contact with, uh, with that company, with that product. So that was kind of my goal, my North Star of, of being able to do that. What's been most helpful for you in creating that, that cohesive personality? What's been most helpful? I, th- I think the, the buy-in from, from leadership, you know, across the board that like, and, and the company that like, you know, everyone is excited to, to, you know, excited to share out the stuff that, Know, is, is being created, is excited about our brand voice, is excited about this. Um, I think that buy-in gives us the confidence to want to create more, be able to iterate on that um, and, and keep it going. So I think that's been a huge driver of it, uh, seeing the growth and market over the past year and, and knowing that we stand out, that you know this is, this is how we come across. We're bright, we're vibrant, um, we're self-aware, we're, we're witty, we, we will be bold. And I think... Um, you know, allowing that to kind of really shine through and, and seeing it resonate with our, our users and community um, has definitely been like a, a really nice thing. Because there isn't a ton of examples in B2B that are like just really, really crushing it. Where do you start with personality design? Like what was some of your first steps to lock in? Okay, we're going to be witty. We're going to go down the humor route. We're going to have bright colors. Yeah. I mean, like when I, when I started, you know, it was still a company of like 70 people. So they had, they had certainly thought about, you know, Zeb, Zeb coming in with a CEO like that is really kind of a blessing because all of a sudden you have uh, a CEO who is, you know, young, who gets it, who is wearing very vibrant shirts, who is very, you know, has his own really strong personality. And you're able to then capitalize off of his brand a bit. And, you know, also the, the company that he's built looks different than everyone, every other company. I mean, it's part of the reason I joined, right? Like I didn't join a, uh, a B2B company that where the, the coloring and the design aesthetic was dark blue and gray and, you know, looked, <laughs> felt like prison. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, like, there was a reason why I felt like this could work. So I, I think coming in and, and and seeing the copy that had been written and some of the really clever tactics that, that had already worked, I was like, well, this is great. This is a fantastic jumping off point. You know, I had a little bit of a, of a runway given like everything that had been done before. 
And it was just like that perfect runway, perfect amount of runway, I would say to then say, all right, this is great. You know, there, there's already buy-in here. It echoes the, uh, you know, the, the feel and vibe of our CEO and our company as a whole. And, you know, there's a lot to build off of. If you're teaching personality to a new employee that's coming in, what are you just summing it up in the words that you've said here? Are there some specific things that you're going, we want to make sure people understand this? Or is it just, is it more caught than taught at this point? Yeah, it's more caught than taught. I think there's so much now, like, you know, across everything that we're doing that you you get the feeling of who we are. Um, it's also echoed throughout the culture, like very much so. Like I feel like our our um our mission, you know, our mission and our vision and our core values certainly echo the personality of the company a, a lot. Um, so when you have that tied back to the feel, the the tone, the brand, it all feels very unified. There's not it's not very it's not out of place. You kind of feel it from day one when that you step in the door. And the more that you, you know, are onboarded and you interact with the product and the brand and, you know, it, it, it comes across very clearly. So right now, because you guys are in a great place around personality, do you see, you know, people will say vision drifts. People will talk about as you, you know, company expands, there's so much opportunity for something to leak and it just kind of fade. I, I wonder how you think about that as you guys are scaling. Is that something that's on your radar or you just feel like, like how do you keep that forward momentum? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. I think like, first of all, you constantly need to be experimenting and iterating and like trying new things. And, and we do that every day. Mm-hmm. And you know, some will be seen and some won't be seen. And I think that's the beauty of it. Like there's a lot behind the scenes that no one sees. And, and you know, people imagine that like, wow, how did they just do that? And it's like, well, we tried a lot of different things. Um, but yeah, I mean, of course, there's always like the conversation. It's like, as you go up market, as you go enterprise, do you have to become serious? Do you have to lose that? Do you have to drop it? Please don't become serious. <laughs> I mean, the, the answer is the answer is no. Like I, I mean, you know, there there are certain things that we tried. I would say day one when I came in that were riskier. You know, a little bit more on the air of like I was trying to figure out what that personality was, and maybe that wasn't it. So things I wouldn't do back then that I, you know, that, things I I did back then that I wouldn't do today in terms of our marketing and our personality and our voice. Um, but that was more in the process of establishing it. And I think like going up market, um, you know, you you can like I even would look at like Salesforce, right? I mean, I would say like if if you want to point to anything and say like you know Benioff, obviously no one's going to say that that guy hasn't nailed business and enterprise and been able to move up market with his his set of woodland creatures. So, you know, if you want to talk about like uh, someone that has a person, you know, a brand that has a personality who's established like a set of stuff, you know, living basically stuffed animals that come to the office and also are are front and center in every advertisement they have. I said, I would say that's a pretty good example of a $200 billion, you know, market cap company that has done personality and, and brand pretty well. Yeah, definitely the top you're seeing so much personality from B2B. That's what is so interesting in the space is the discrepancy between the ones that are getting it and then I think those that are hopefully next to adopt it. That's obviously our, our biggest thing. We want to push people in that. Yeah, and, and it's nice to have like that as a as a reference point because I think, you know, any of the detractors for someone, you know, for someone saying that you can't 
have that at that level, I would say, well, you know, look, look at this company, you know, they've done it. And I, I think it's, you're always going to have detractors until you do it or until there's examples to point to. But I think that's always like, you know, the riskier or the, the, the more like, you know, experimental and, and, and forward thinking people in any industry. I mean, isn't, isn't it the same thing? Isn't there always that kind of that huge set of doubt in like the ability to have something like transcend an industry before it actually happens? So. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's say a listener is listening to this. They're like, I want to take a, a step in the direction of, of more brand personality. They're in a creative role or they're a marketing director. What would you say, any advice you would give to someone that's trying to define that personality right now? Yeah. I mean, I would say like, if they're coming in and, and there is something built, it's establishing like, what does that feel like from like a design p- perspective? Like when you look at, at something, when you interact with it on the site, when you're having that experience as a, as a user, how do you feel? And, and doing it from that user perspective and then, and then starting to think about, can I mold this? Um, are there things that would make this feel better, make it feel you know, and it can be, it could be like an emotional empowerment feeling, right? Like you, your software is changing the world and you want to, you know, empower people to do certain things. And that is the entire ethos of your company. And it's an empowerment. And we have that too. I, I just think we're, we're, we take a, a cheekier kind of play on it a little bit. But um, yeah, I mean, I think it's really just kind of establishing what you have, like the assets that you have, the groundwork that's been laid, and then figuring out how can I tweak this? You know, what do I want to add? What elements can I sprinkle in? Like, how do you kind of dissect what what already exists and, and kind of insert certain things into it? It's, it's, it's like a nebulous answer, but it's, it's kind of just like what I did here, which is what do I have to work with? Uh, this is my vision for it. And what is the, what is the marriage of, of that? Okay, we're about to wrap up, but I got to ask you this. Do you imagine that all the companies that you would work for would end up being witty and humor? Like those would be driving factors? You, you mean like uh, all, all the companies that I would see? Yeah, like as like the personality. Yeah, if you were to leave and you were like, I'm going to go look for another company, do those become defining factors for Melissa? Like I'm picking another witty, funny type of brand. A brand that allows me to do that? Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I, I, there are a couple of, of companies I, I would certainly not work for. I'll tell you that. Um, yeah. But yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it allows, you know, it allows and breeds this culture and this creativity within a company, I think, when you're able to do that, um, that makes it really special. And I, I believe in like, you know, culture and community is like, you know, a huge moat around any company, you know, like if you don't have that, uh, at the end of the day, you know, we're working with no code products at this point. Anyone can build anything. Uh, something that would have taken years to build, people can build in a in a week. You know, so it's it's when 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 you get to that point of kind of parity with with technical expertise and and being able to build, like what do you have left? It, it, it's it's differentiation through brand and through tone and through personality. So yeah, of course, I, I really believe in that. And yeah, I I I, I mean, just my my own personality. I don't think I could work at a, a super serious company that had no like no no notion of, of being self-aware and understanding that people, you know, enjoy laughing and, and, and emotion resonates. Yeah, I think it just drives home the point that like personality also attracts the type of people that you want. Like what a personality you allow your brand to take on is the type of people that you attract to it. And so I think that says it pretty well, both internally and externally. Those are the types of people we're attracting. Melissa, this has been a really fun conversation. Plug Click up. I mean, you have to live under a rock probably not to have seen a billboard or a bus at this point, but plug click up real quick and then where people can connect with you. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, so ClickUp is an all-in-one productivity solution. Um, your tasks, your docs, your goals, all your work in one platform. So allows your your entire team and company to have like full visibility into everything everyone's working on and make you more efficient and productive in the process. And you can connect with me on LinkedIn, on Twitter. I am unfortunately still uh, attached to the last in the name of my last company because I'm verified, so I can't change it. But I'm um, Melissa on Cheddar on Twitter and um, Melissa Rosenthal on LinkedIn. But yeah, feel free to connect. I'm always happy to chat with anyone. Thanks so much for uh, jumping on B2B Growth today, Melissa. It's been an honor to have you. Thanks, Benji. Really enjoyed it. Appreciate you. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.